0: are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day then it's time for you to flaunt your smart sexy and spiritual self join radio host laura cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval proving your worth and release you from the judgment of others express all that you are discover your naked self-worth and finally enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create
1: Hello, welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle and it's a new year. Oh my gosh, it's 2021 and we are going to crush this year. Let me tell you, I don't care how much longer we've got the virus stuff going on. I don't care what else happens. We are going to crush this year and my goal is to help you crush the year in whatever capacity that means for you. As part of that mission, I am bringing on two incredible guests today who are women over 40. Uh, what? You might be saying, why do I care if they're women over 40? Okay, let me tell you. Women over 40. 40 are a force to be reckoned with, and I'm not saying that because I'm a 51-year-old woman. I'm saying that because it's true, and these women today are going to share with you all of the reasons why women over 40 are not only relevant, but are powerful, are strong, and are going to change the world for the better, no matter what better means for you. So with that, I'm just going to bring them on. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and share their story with you and let them talk about this incredible organization that they have created called Second Act Women Over 40 that helps women just like you or just like women that you may know live their best act, the second or even third act of their life. So with that, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. What
2: an intro. woo So on point, right? Oh,
1: <laughs> so on point. I don't care which one of you wants to go first, but I'd like you to just introduce yourself and tell a little bit about your story, and then we'll move into second act, Women Over 40, and talk about that.
3: Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to jump in. So um, my name is Guadalupe Hurt. I am co-founder of Second Act uh, Women and work wife to my amazing Barbara Brooks wife as well.
0: Hello.
3: Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see. So a little bit about me. I am, um, wow, I'm going to say it out loud, a 24-year-plus entrepreneur. Um, I have started uh, four companies, two of which have been with my work wife, Um, and uh, I come from communications and public relations background. I'm originally from California, moved out to Denver, now cementing roots here 19 years later, loving life and really working um, alongside Barb to just bring a whole new perspective to what it means to turn 40, 50, 60 plus um, and really own your next act.
2: Yeah, wow. I, I You're don't on. Know where to go with that? Look at me. I'm <laughs> speechless, which is really rare as your audience will learn as we go along. <laughs> I'm Barbara and I'm a proud newly 54 years young woman. Yes. And uh, so I'm in my in chapter four, 54, so I like to say. And um you know, our company is really here to flaunt who we are as women over 40 and 50, and how it is we are making big waves and how it is also the future truly, really honestly will be and is females over 40 and 50. And we really like to say 40 and 50 a lot of times because, People forget that even though it's 40 plus, finger quotes. um, We 50-year-olds like to see our number. We like to remember that life is still going after the number 50, and it is. And so the company came about, which I know we'll talk about a little later on, because of the ageist bias that we both experienced as we both tried to go back into corporate America. And so, again, we're here to flaunt who it is we are as amazing humans living in um, a unique world and one in which we love. Ah, love it. So many things that I want to like, ooh, pick
1: up and chew on. So I'm just going to kind of start. The first thing you each mentioned, owning your age, flaunting your age, being proud of that and the ageism that you faced trying to go back into the corporate world. I'm just gonna throw this out here and then we can kind of chew on this. Women bear children. You know, whether you are a biological mother or not, there is an age range that women have kids and they're kind of in that nurturing mode and many women step back during that period of time many women don't but when many women do and then when they finally feel ready and free and able to fully step into themselves own their power and go back into work bam this whole ageism thing happens and i think it smacks people in the face i know it smacked me in the face i was thinking but wait i'm ready now Now I don't have to deal with daycare. Now I don't have to deal with all of this earlier life stuff. So now I'm a more valuable commodity and I have all of this experience and you're telling me I'm too old? What is that all about? And how can we own this part of our life and truly step into our power even when
2: the world outside of us is saying, I think you're a little too old. So I love that you touched on two things. One thing one of us is, and one thing one of us is not. I am not a mother. I am, so the nurturing part is really for my four pound pup. So I'm going to have Lupe speak to that other aspect of motherhood and the choices that you mothers have to make, um, especially when you've been spending for some, you know, maybe a large part of their adulthood raising kids. Uh, And and so and then I'll speak for those that are not mothers, maybe pup moms or cat moms or, or not a mom to any furball and speak to what we face as women who are ready to swivel. Perfect. All
3: right, so I'll dive in first and I'll kick it off with, so, so you're right, that is a reality for a lot of women. Um, it tends to be that for some reason there is a disconnect Um, on really understanding that just because we take the time to raise our kids doesn't mean that we're still growing, that we're still learning, that we're even gaining new skills as moms, like we learn multitasking skills, we learn how to, you know, we are the CEOs of our households. There's all these intrinsic life skills that we gain when we take on a new role. I mean, let's face it, that's really what it is, Um, that we don't, there's no manual, so we're already kind of being pushed into a position where you're like sink or swim ladies sink or swim right (laughs) and so there there's a lot of growth that happens there that i don't think companies are really or hiring managers don't really pay attention to and so it really falls on our shoulders ladies to educate um, and make sure that we track the progress of what we are doing even during the time that we're raising our kids so how are we active are we you know participating on pta boards are we volunteering are we staying in touch with the trends? Are we participating on groups and sessions that are still relevant to our industry? It's not just because we take the time, doesn't mean that we stop growing or learning or that there's like all of a sudden we have no more interest in, you know, keeping connected to the business world. That's nothing could be farther from the truth. And so sadly to say, there is a very huge hiring trend that is focused on youth and hiring young. And this idea that all of a sudden, because you're now took the time to go raise your kids, you, 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 you are obviously now disconnected. So it it really is an opportunity for us to come in, back in, look for returnship opportunities, which has been a growing trend here of late. A lot of companies like Johnson & Johnson and P&G are really kind of embracing um, the value and starting to recognize that women over 40, 50 plus are a desired commodity and, and really are strong contributors to the bottom line. And I think, you know, I would encourage women to really track, make sure that you don't lose sight of, you know, this this big gap on your resume. Um, instead of just saying, what am I gonna do? Well there's a lot of that, you know, we can fill that space up. But it, it falls on us to make sure that we continue to track it, keep it, and and make sure that we sell it as value, because ladies, it really is in the end
1: hmm So valuable what you said there. And I'm just jumping in before Barbara jumps in, but so often I believe women undervalue themselves. We talk our way down because we want to be good girls, because we want to be polite, because we don't want to make people think that we're full of ourselves, whatever. And we will say things like that. Oh, well, I only worked part-time while I raised my kids. Let's define part-time. Oh, well, that was 38 hours a week. Oh really <laughs> exactly on top of
3: raising kids you know running a household paying built whatever it is right like imagine um, yes. you put a man into a multitasking skill you know opportunity like that they're gonna look at you like d- you know deer in the headlights um, yes. it's really truly a, um, a magnificent opportunity for women to rise up and, and recognize their worth as both moms and as professionals
2: yes and, and yes. I think the part about undervaluing ourselves is um, doesn't matter if you're a mom or not, Full stop. it happens with women. It's the way we were raised. Um, it's the way that we were taught to be, which, um, I'm, 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 I'm learning to grasp, uh, the word, uh, brag Lupe. Oh, I like kudos. <laughs> I know, um, I'm, I, I, conversation know, about that I'm word. falling into <laughs> it. I'm falling into it because you know, we we just don't like that word. We don't like to um, share what we've done over or own the positive and the things that we have tracked or done over the course of 40, 50, 60 years and, and own it and say, I am of worth. I have lived, I have so much experience that why wouldn't a company want me why wouldn't i uh be valued in society Um, why are brands um undervaluing who i am as a woman over a certain age you know and so and 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 then it, it plays into our mindset now i have to say i'm very blessed that i was raised in a household as a strong black female Um, raised by a strong black female who once was not an alpha female Uh, back in the day. And I think we, anyone who's listening will remember when our moms couldn't even have a credit card. They couldn't have their names on bank, bank accounts. And I will tell you as a person who was raised by a mom who became her own woman after divorcing my father of 18 years, which by the way, I was in the fourth grade. They'd been married that long already. (laughs) They started later in life. Well, not later, but you know, anywho, um, you know, it's crazy to think, I mean, it's a blessing for me that my mom, the only mom I know is the strong mom and she never let age stand in her way. And she was always proud to say her, how old she was. It was more of like, yeah, I look good. Yeah, you know, back then, it was like,
3: yeah, you know, I can hear your mom saying that.
2: <laughs> right? When she turned 50, uh, close to where I am now, I mean, back in the day, we, we would say that she looked like she was 30. Instead today, by the way, we don't even like to say that. We like to say, this is 54. 54 is the new 54. Yeah. Um, and I could go into that whole diatribe But, uh, but yeah, so I'm lucky that I've always owned who I am. I've always owned uh, my, not always all of my value, but my age for sure. And that's what we're trying to do with second act women is say to you internally, don't let that number hold you back because that's what's happening is internally we have been told you look old, you know, because you're this number or you act a certain, whatever it may don't dress this way. Uh, don't do this. Don't, you know, you're too old to, you're too old to be, to do, to say, to want. It's far, there's nothing further from the truth.
0: Yeah. Yes.
3: And you know, and just to follow up, a real quick note, if you don't own your validity, you don't believe it in you, then how is someone else going to do that for you? How is someone else going to want, you know, if on the hiring end, you know, why, why then should someone, um, recognize your value if you don't even
2: recognize it in yourself? Mm-hmm. That's showing lack of confidence. That's really what that is by not owning your value and who you are, what you bring to the table in life and business is showing some sort of lack of confidence. And while we always, we all have that at some point in our lives, if anytime in our lives we should own our value and not only know our value but own our value it's now yes It's now yes we have we've gone through so much in life the good the bad the ugly the beautiful this the that but we've made it yeah
1: yes you mentioned something about you were raised by a strong black mother and that is so awesome and that is so helpful and i I am willing to bet that there's a lot of listeners out there who can relate to that. But there's also a lot of listeners out there who weren't raised by a a strong mother, who were raised by, you know, a permissive mother or a a woman in a very traditional role. And Same thing with me. My mother was very traditional for a lot of years. Once I left the house, then she went back, got her master's, and started owning her power. But it did take a while, and it did leave its impact on me. Yes. Yes. And sometimes that's hard to realize. And when I was watching the acceptance speech the other day, and whatever people's political opinions are, I don't think it matters. I think we need to focus on the fact that there is a female (laughs) in our, as a vice president now. And that is an image that we have not seen. Not only is she a woman, but you know, she has got a heritage to really be proud of.
2: And can I tell you, so what's interesting is we just put out uh, in our current newsletter, a piece about a non-political piece, frankly, because we are a non-political organization. Now, if you knew me, On the other side, you're going to know my political um, uh, uh, side. However, what's really important that we stressed as a black female, a Mexican female, Lupe, and a white female, that we know a female has cracked the ceiling. Yes. On top of that, you have um, uh, a female, I forgot her last name, but it was Tony. T-O-N-I-E, um, back in 72, you have Sarah, she was with the Libertarian party, par, uh, party, you have Sarah Palin, who ran with McCain, who I loved McCain. I'm a Democrat, I will say, however, but um, Sarah Palin ran, uh, Clinton, That's I mean, th- since since women's suffrage and before that, we have been running for office. Yeah. And no matter what side, we have to honor the fact that a Black Asian, married to a Jewish man, yes. <laughs> has made it to crack, put a big old gap in that ceiling. Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: And I think things like that, role models like her, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, all of this stuff, it helps those of us who might have had a more traditional female
2: modeling in our world go, oh. I can do this. Yes, I can. Yeah, I can, I, mean, I will, watch me, as Oprah yeah. says. Go ahead,
3: Lupe. And what's
2: interesting <laughs> is, is I
3: totally can relate to what you're saying about growing up in, in a traditional household. So I've come from, my parents are from Mexico. And so I've lived in a very traditional, culturally traditional household where my mom stayed home. She raised the kids. My dad was the breadwinner. And so it was, it was structured to be a certain way. And, and that's how I grew up as the middle child. And so um, what's interesting too is, Yes, I think the role models really give you something to work towards. But I think what's, in, it, what's interesting, too, and it, 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 I'm an example of that, is that um, I, was, I was raised a certain way, so I couldn't move away to college. I had to get married in order to leave the house. Like, there were things that I needed to check the box in order to Which kind of she be did. a good girl. <laughs> I did. I did. I followed. I didn't, you know, I followed. But what's interesting is I recognized what I wanted to continue to pass on to my kids, yeah. And I started to recognize the world that we live in today. And I... I, I, I'm now. I mean, I, I pushed my daughter. I'm like, you're going to live in college. You're going to do this. and you're going to, do, you know. And it was this idea that I wanted her to own um, her experiences and create opportunities. And so, even if we live in traditional or we're raised in traditional ways, um, it, it, there's there's still room for growth. But it comes with us, right? The desire for us to want to do that. And even if I'm 40, 50, some plus, I'm still kind of like pushing against the grain of certain things that my mom would be like, you know, would give my mom more gray hairs. <laughs> but <laughs> But, but that's what you know. But that's what it comes down when you, you get this opportunity to really own your second act and start to define it and create the life that you want, not the life that
2: others want for you. Uh, but what's interesting too is, is uh, Lupe, you've also. Not wanted your daughter to follow entirely in your steps of getting married too early, Absolutely. and wanted her to get that education and enjoy life. Now she found the love of her life anyway. <laughs> now, like my so I- love, and she got her engineering degree. Thank you. So I'm like okay. Well, be yeah. about <laughs> but um, but interesting enough, there were certain things that you st- you still and she is a very strong Latina who's mixed white and Mexican Latina. Uh, what is that? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of a cute name for that. I, <laughs> you, I <can't>. Oh, like Blasian. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yes. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you work on that behind behind the scenes. Occasion. Uh, anywho, she still came out to. uh, she owns. She owns her. Who she is. No. Oh, yes. She owns her body. She owns her look. She owns. Uh, she's tall. She owns who she is. Yeah. Yes. No, that's true. That's true. And so you have taught her a slightly different from your and this is what I think women today in their 40s and 50s because actually quite a few of us have uh of our friends if not those that are listening have had even started having babies young uh, later in life. Yeah. And I know my friends that have had babies in their late 30s and 40s and 50s mm-hmm. are teaching their women their daughters to be their own human beings. Yes. And what I love that you say about
1: teaching them to be their own human beings, think your own human being can also mean embracing a very stereotypical traditional role. Absolutely. Yeah, as long as it's your choice. And I love the whole concept of second act because our lives are long and there is enough room and enough time to do everything, not at the same time. And I think that is something that, women fall into the trap of thinking, I can be a full-time mom. I can have a power career. I can get my postdoctoral work done. I can clean a perfect house. I can be size six and have no wrinkles. No, you can't. No, no, no. Right. You can do one thing at a time, (laughs) but let's spread it out here. And life does not end at
2: 40. It really begins. begins. It begins. What I like to say is, let's pop all those darn black over the hill balloons that we used to get back in the day. That was (laughs) a big joke when you turned 40, Uh, let alone 39. You'd get that, you know, almost over the hill, over the hill. Lupe and I like to say, we're at the top of the hill and we're all looking for our next thing. What do we want to do when we grow up? What is our, we're only in middle essence. That's it.
3: Yes. That's it. And that's the beautiful thing about it that it's just a life stage, Laura. Like, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, just like adolescence, where you gave yourself the grace to kind of grow and you were still awkward and you were learning things and you didn't know everything. but you made it, right? And, and you sure. came out even better on the other side. Same as middle lessons. it's just another life stage where now it's an opportunity for you to refocus on you. Perhaps kids are grown up. Perhaps you know, you're moving on in certain professions, you're swiveling, trying, you know, trying on new things. Um, but the idea being that, live curiously. It's not like all of a sudden life comes to a halt.
1: Yes, now I want to take this into, and I, I hope I get the words right around this, beauty. The concept of beauty, the concept of youth, the concept of vitality. Aging is an inevitable part of life. If you're not aging, you're dead. And I'd rather be aging than dead. (laughs) But it's really still ingrained in our culture that youth and beauty are powerful and that we all aspire to youth and beauty. Now, I don't think there is anything wrong with makeup, hair dye, Botox, fillers, facials, anything like that. I do think there is something wrong with the idea that we have to conform. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that line, about where where do we find our worth? How do we find our worth? How do I choose to make myself look beautiful so I feel beautiful, but also know that I am still worthy even though... I am developing more and more wrinkles, even though I might have a little bit of middle age spread, even though my skin is starting to hang. Yeah, Yeah. okay, so for me, um, I'm right there with you.
3: I have nothing against women investing in themselves to um, feel the best that they want to feel. Now, that's 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 the deciding kind of twist there. Yes. It's on their terms, not because I need to look younger, not because I need to check a box, not because I need to compete with my younger counterparts. It's not about that. Um, if what I want to achieve involves Botox, then girl, more power to you, right? But if it doesn't, then more power to you too. But here's the thing. I think we're so quick to judge um, why women do it. And I think the question really comes down and only you can answer it is if you're looking at the woman in the mirror and you ask her, am I doing this for all the right reasons? And she says. yes, then go for it. If you've got tens of thousands of other reasons why, or if it's because society is putting this pressure on you, or you're allowing society to put a pressure on you, then think twice before you do it. Because I don't think we are in a position to continuously have to change to meet other people's, you know, and check other people's boxes. Um, I think you're spot on. Aging is something that we all will go through, inevitably. And some will do it more gracefully, some will not, and that's okay. But the fact is, is that no one is not going to get any older. And so I think we need to start with ourselves on kind of really re educating what we see as beautiful. I mean, you look at women now like JLo and like all of these women's, Halle Berry, you know, all, all these amazing women, you know, are out there crushing it. Um, And and it's like more power to you, girl. Like if you can rock it and you, it takes commitment on working out, whatever it is, a little bit of everything. um, I think this is just an opportunity for us to quit throwing stones at everybody and, and really just pay homage to the beautiful woman that you are inside and
2: out. I agree. And here's the thing is we have to remember as Lupe was talking, we all just got older. Yeah. (laughs) We all just got older, right? So every second of the freaking day, we're getting older. So own it. Going back to the original topic, and why is it anybody's business if somebody wants to get Botox or get lip fillers or get, uh, or wear a weave, or like me, wear gray? I've, you know, own your, again, it's about just letting go of what society has placed on us as beautiful. Let it go. As, as, As my mom would say, let go, let God. I mean really um why would you put that pressure on yourself um uh, instead of just w- wearing what you want doing what you want getting that second degree or getting the first degree um why is it we feel the need sometimes uh some to not do because somebody says you're too old to? Mm-hmm. And you, so you shouldn't be. No, there is no, there's no number that we should play place on that. And, um, you know, you had said about beauty, talking about beauty, and about, and as Lupe was saying, J Lo and Laura, you remember this when she did the Super Bowl last year in 2020. Uh, you know. Everybody was either up in arms for one of two reasons. That was too much skin or dang, she looked great. And we in our Facebook community and in our community as a whole will not permit or allow or support anybody who pulls a woman down who wants to rock a pole or wants to at the Super Bowl or wants to wear her pants to here, you know, or there, or wherever it may be, you know, up or down or whatever, Um, you know, that is not our place. We want you, and it starts with us supporting each other in order for us to continue our steady growth of owning this number we're sitting at. Yes. Yeah. and, and if anything we will tell you do not do that we'll say it in a pc way and if it, and, and we'll you know we will delete the post because that is not what we are here to do we've done that for too long and we're done with being crabs in a barrel which i found out really the reason they are going going at each other is not necessarily pulling each other down they're literally just trying to get out of the barrel <laughs> it's metaphorical, Barb. We all get it's, it. It's, it's metaphorical. totally <laughs> Yeah, it is metaphorical. I get that. Yeah. You know, that's uh, not what we preach. We're on the opposite side of that spectrum. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciate about
1: the community because I've always thought it's this great patriarchal conspiracy that women take each other down and that we're told that women are backstabbing. So we believe we have to start being backstabbing because other people will backstab us. Women are naturally collaborative. Women are naturally nurturing and loving and supporting, and we are not tearing each other down. We only do it to avoid getting judged ourselves because somebody else has told us to do it. And I don't know about you, but I've been too young and I've been too old. And that just right period never really happened. I've been too thin and I've been too fat. Where's that just right period? I've been judged for having kids. I've been judged for when I was saying, well, I think I'm gonna have them later. I've been judged for going back to work. I've been judged for staying home. I've been, and just like you said, Botox or no Botox, kids, no kids, career. Holy cow, let's
2: support each other. Yes. You know, and Laura and and, and Lubai and anyone who's out there listening, don't we have enough to worry about in this world? Girl, I was just thinking that as she was don't going through we? that list. Why do we have to do that? Why, I mean, why do people have to put their own worry or non-support on each other, and you're right. It's so funny. Um, I I come from corporate, 19 years, and I've been an entrepreneur now since 2011. And I in corporate America, kind of was. It was implied, not necessarily in in my industry, because I was in the mall industry in marketing and business development. So there was mostly females, and sadly, most men at the top though in, in this company I worked for. Um, But we did support each other. We were rah-rah, you know, we would um, help each other, go for awards and so on and so forth. But outside of that industry, um, you know, I remember thinking and hearing and being at chamber events or what have you, where it did seem women weren't supporting each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I steered away from that personally, uh, from those types of things because of that. And, uh, but it's, but once I became an entrepreneur, I learned it's the, it really is the opposite. We really are, it's a new world for us. We love supporting each other. You know, and I think exactly. that can really prevalent in the
3: entrepreneurship because you're your own yes. boss. Yeah, because it's, it's all of a sudden you're like, hey, the, the ships rise together, right? I think in corporate America, because right now, sadly to say, there's still just not enough women at the top, right. there's only a few positions. And so it almost seems like you have to be more guy-like. You right. have to be a certain way in order to kind of move yourself up. And then what ends up happening is that we we are here. And because we, we are trying to kind of hold on to that one seat or two seats or whatever in this company... Um, we forget to kind of put our hand back to help other women out. Yep. And I'm not saying that all corporations are structured that way, but a lot of them are. And so I think what, what it comes down to is, is, that women need to recognize that um, we are stronger together
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that there is no, nothing to be gained by putting another woman down. And at 40 and 50 plus, I think that is an, it's a beautiful realization that comes to light when we start to see like in our community um women saying hey you know what i know someone that can help you or i can help you or let's do this together or let's part." like all of a sudden you see these synergies and these ideas starting to manifest that would have been would have never come to fruition had had you decided i'm only in it for myself so i think there's a little bit about women needing to just trust their natural intuition as collaborators as partners and saying, let me step into this um, versus always kind of coming in with this idea
1: of like women are out to get me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you were talking, it made me realize too, we still are blazing the trail because Absolutely. it wasn't that long ago that we weren't in boardrooms. We weren't mm-hmm. in corporations. We didn't have credit cards. <laughs> right, exactly. right.
2: Yeah. You know One reason why my mom was able, by the way, in mid seventies, when my parents did get a divorce from one another to get a card is it's because two things were in her favor, a black female who was working behind the desk at Sears and Roebuck. And my mom's name, Bobby huh. able to get her a credit card because of her, her male name, otherwise, and there's this sisterhood, you know, that happens and she's like, I'm going to help you. Um uh and, and yeah, that was the only reason other otherwise, no, she, you know, there yeah. was no credit card or, or anything coming her way.
3: There's the challenge, right? Be that Sears Roebuck, you know, salesperson for someone in your life and help open the door for someone. You know, that's a challenge to your listeners. Great, so you <laughs>
1: yeah. that great. Is a great challenge. It reminds me of I, I, the book, White Fragility. There's a section in there where it's talking about discrimination versus prejudice. And they were saying, for example, with the suffragette movement, Women could not vote themselves the right to vote. We couldn't vote ourselves the right to vote. We can, wherever, I love that, wherever we are in a position of power to help another woman,
2: that is our God-given duty. (laughs) You know what? You're right. It is our duty to reach back and reach forward and be now. Yes. Like all three, it is our duty. And it's interesting because our organization, Second Act Women, um, is we, we, always, we often say when we're speaking to groups or doing uh, presentations, we're not the ages here. Uh-uh. We are okay with a 30-year-old teaching a course to our ladies. If they have the knowledge and expertise, that's fine with us. If you're a male, no matter what age, that has the expertise, We're okay with you teaching because we're not going to play the same game that has kept us and perpetuate the isms. We're not going to play that game. That's not who we are. That's not, that's what we're trying to fight against. Yeah. The isms.
1: I love that. Yes. Thank you for saying that because it isn't about, and we're going to help other women up and then we're going to push everybody else down. Who has the knowledge? I want the person with the knowledge. I don't care what age, what color, what shape, what size, anything you are. If you've got the knowledge that I need, please share it with me. Absolutely. Yeah. Because ageism
3: rolls both ways, right? Like, I mean, there's reverse ageism where, you know, you're too young and like you were saying, I was too young. I was too old now. And so it works both ways. So this idea of instead of like valuing people based on their number, why not actually have a conversation with them, get to know them if their skills meet your need, then like give them the chance instead of just saying, Oh, she looks too old. She's 40 or she's too young. Like, like that starts with you, you know. So I guess there's another challenge for you right now there too. Love so that's people based on their number and and assessing just ideas, beliefs or biases mm-hmm. and be open to conversation because learning can be done at any at any late, at any age
1: absolutely. We're going to take a couple minutes break for a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we are going to get into flaunt. We're going to get into the acronym of flaunt, And we are also going to get into that whole intersectionality of being smart, being sexy, and being spiritual. So we will be right back. You're a smart woman who has achieved a lot, but are you happy? Do you sparkle with joy and enthusiasm? Or are you living life on autoplay? You're not alone. Many successful women reach a point where they realize that they're not enjoying themselves, their jobs, or their families in the way that they thought they would. No matter what's blocking your sparkle, you can live full out and enjoy life again, right now. Not after you lose 15 pounds, find love, or the kids leave home. Go to www.NakedSelfWorth.com and download the top 20 things that block your sparkle and what to do about them so you can stop seeking to please, proving your worth, and settling for less, and start living life on your own terms with enthusiasm, joy, and plenty
0: of sparkle.
1: And we are back. We are talking about all things age, age age-related, ageism, sexism. We are talking about doing away with every single ism out there. And in case you missed the first half of the show, we issued a challenge. And that challenge is to really be open and to listen to who has what information to share, to not judge based on race, age, gender, creed, nationality sexual orientation, anything like that, but to just be open and to help other people up wherever you can. We're doing that by talking to the two co-founders of Second Act Women Over 40. And before we get into this, I want them to tell you where you can find out more about them and ooh, where you can join the Facebook group because we were talking about that earlier. And yes, it is such an amazing inclusive space where we really truly lift each other
2: up. It absolutely is. The the So we are, as you said, Second Act Women. So it's secondactwomen.com and you can also find us on, on LinkedIn uh, under Second Act Women as well. And most importantly, though, Facebook, we have a beautiful community of over 4,000, 5,000 women who are there to support one another. It's Second Act Women, 40 and 50 plus. It is, you know, there's enough going on in the world where we don't need negativity. So that is a space, a safe space for us to talk about us and what we're experiencing and supporting one another and sharing jobs and all of that. It's a global society of really amazing women. So Second Act Women, just really quickly, is is really based on three key pillars that are the foundation of the company. That is to serve women through our membership, serve women who are over 40 and 50 plus, plus. Through our first key pillar is education and development. So they can land the job, swivel careers, and/or start up their new business. The second key pillar is really built on digital relevant content for us to keep powering each other up and providing a source of information. So that you can continue to grow in business, career, and/or life, and then lastly is really custom signature events that we create throughout the year to connect with one another. We are an IRL in real life, in real life community, yet because of what we're going through currently, we have swiveled ourselves, and we're, so we're a really great virtual community. A uh, national slash global community of women that are attending really wonderful curated events, again, that are just for us. So that's what Second Edge Women really is as a whole. And we're sort of the first in the country to do that, to really bring to the forefront our age as, as 40 to 50 years young women and own that, own the, the, those chapter numbers, so to speak. And I'm chapter number 54 Number 54 or age 54, whichever way you'd like to say it.
1: Exactly. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because at the end of 2020, I went to a uh, second act Women's biz life con. I was actually a sponsor. Yay. Yes! Yes! A yes! We love that. <laughs> what I loved about that. When you talk about really owning, owning ourselves, owning our knowledge, owning who we are. What I loved and appreciated about that was it was smart it was sexy and it was spiritual you had the content you taught me things you taught everybody things we also had that sexy beauty piece we had a session on how to
2: look good on zoom who doesn't want to look better right this is our life right now and probably right? in the future even hybrid wise yes just look good yes and there's nothing wrong that is not superficial I am no. not
1: saying I am only worthy if I look good on Zoom, but I'm saying I want to look better on Zoom. Let's all own that. I don't think there's a woman out there who says, nah, I don't
2: want to look better. I don't want to feel sexy. I don't, meh, nah, not me. Right. Exactly. It, you know, every once in a while, we, I mean, we all we look good, but we also want to put on, slap on a little house dress as well. <laughs> the balance. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. House dresses are in these days, the 50s house dresses. And I have a couple. (laughs) But I still will dress it up. So you won't even know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And same thing with that spiritual piece.
1: Whatever spirituality means to you, whether it's just meditation, let's all sit and let's breathe. Let's connect with other people. Connecting with other women is my form
2: of spirituality. You know? My girl Lupe, that's her world. Yeah. Although I I get it. And I meant it to, I, I, yes, you're right. And that's really important for us is to bring all of those components together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, second act woman, your pillars really
1: mesh well with that whole smart, sexy, spiritual. And that I think is because I am a 51 year old woman. Woohoo! I know. This is what is important to all of us. I don't think the three of us are unique. And I think it's just owning and claiming and saying, hey, I need to own my second half. I need to learn some new things. I want to feel
2: good and I want to connect with others in doing it. Can you help? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, we're, we're, we're not unique uh, in that way and that we're the similar in that way where we are unique and a masterpiece in our own right, because I, this is, you know, I, this is my DNA. I'm a masterpiece. I'm just like the Mona Lisa. There's only one Barbara Brooks's yes, and yes. you know, no matter in the world, there's only one loop Guadalupe, her only one Laura Cheadle. And so we're masterpieces in that way that there is only one of us, but we are not unique in that we all share this middle time in life. Yes,
1: absolutely. And speaking of owning this middle time in life, I'm going to ask you each a few questions so the listeners can get to know you a little bit more as women, as people. First question is: F the first letter of flaunt, which stands for find your fetish. And I feel like oftentimes when we are younger, we don't want to say what we like. We're embarrassed if we like knitting and reading because it's too frumpy and too old. We're embarrassed if we like pole dancing because we don't want people to think that we're, you know, are are too into ourselves. But once you reach a certain age, you're like, I don't care. I like what I like and it brings me joy. So each of you What is your fetish? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you're going to laugh at mine because it's, it kind of is.
3: Okay. Okay, Here we go. So I'm a gym rat. I love to work out in the mornings and I love to work out hard. I'm not those girls who both put makeup on and like um, pretend to be working out. So my fetish is really loving just like hitting it hard and getting, and working it such a sweat. (laughs) <laughs> that that I actually sparkle. <laughs> so, so that is my fetish. Is like really kind of making sure that people know that I can hit it just as hard as anybody else,
2: guys or girls, um, and that I'm in there meaning business. <laughs> Love it. That, awesome. that is her to the T. So my fetish is, listen, I'm just going to say it. It's mind candy for me. It's reality TV show watching. Why <laughs> not? Right that is true. She's like the she's like the queen of that. Mm-hmm. I am uh, anything pop TV that or pop, uh, you know, um, uh, anything lifestyle wise in pop in the pop world. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so funny. Get into Real Housewives of Potomac and New York City. <laughs> Uh, I'm watching Salt Lake City now because I used to live in Salt Lake. I'm just shocked that they went to Salt Lake, though. You know what you
3: just reminded me? Like, you're like like a human reader's digest. You know about, there's a throwback, right? Where you
2: would be like, okay, so what's on TV today, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I won't know it. I'm also watching RuPaul's Drag Race, like all of them. Since where, you know, we have to still stay home. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. (laughs) Okay, the next question is the next letter of flaunt, which is L, and that is laugh out loud. And I think also owning our humor sometimes comes with age because we're not afraid to laugh until we snort. We're not afraid to call something funny when it is. And most importantly, we're not afraid to laugh at ourselves anymore. What makes each of you laugh?
2: No matter how bad of a day you're having, what brings you laughter? Okay. There's a lot of things that makes me, that, that brings me laughter. And, and let me tell you, I am a human, um, (laughs) everything in in my life. I mean, seriously, I should write a book. So, you know, what makes me laugh? things that have happened to me in my life, like literally taking a selfie and falling back into bushes and getting the twig stuck in my arm and still going to my holiday party that I was hosting that night with, um, you know, having just pulled out <laughs> a piece of brush out of my arm and out of every orifice. I mean, it was, yeah. And I laugh at stuff like that. I laugh at the funny things that Murphy's law puts in my way but I'm also I love comedy so for me it's it's you know when we're back to going to comedy shows or watching a good comedy on tv or you know for me those are the things that make me and and sharing moments like goofy moments with my friends that I have had that still makes us laugh thinking back at that time that xyz happened I I'm a goofy person as a whole so (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay so so yes to all of that especially i mean barbara brooks definitely makes me laugh when we get together um i think in addition to that i am i'm am a big fan of cats videos
2: <laughs> so,
3: so <my> daughter, <laughs> even my, i didn't know that my daughter like will always just like when she comes over she'll bust out her she's like check these videos out and i love those ones that are narrated by humans <laughs> and actually bring the cat or the dog to life i think those are hilarious and they make <laughs> those make me
1: laugh a lot. I love those too. <laughs> he has a fat cat too. <gasps> She's voluptuous. <laughs> <Not fun. laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> AU is the golden center of flaunt, and AU stands for accept unconditionally, which is really hard sometimes. What do you find difficult to accept unconditionally about aging? What, oh, so you see the question again? What yeah. do you find difficult to accept unconditionally about aging?
2: That, people are gonna that life is over. I'm not going to accept that. Oh, that life is That's over. a good one. What okay. I will accept is life is just starting. Yeah. So I will not accept and I will pump you up if you feel, and so will Lupe, if you are feeling down about life. And times that are happening right now, merely because of your of your age. Double snaps to that one, and, I, and mine goes along those lines. I think it's this idea that people would
3: judge me um, incorrectly because I think once they get to know me, they'll they'll know I've got a lot more spunk in my step than most. That I'm still kicking butt and taking names, um, but they're quick to judge because I I look older.
1: Um, mm. So that I refuse to accept. Love that. N is navigate the negative. Do you, either of you have a go-to tip for navigating tough times that you have developed over your life?
2: Yeah, for me, it's one of, a part of my morning routine are affirmations or motivational quotes. Um, I, I love them so much that I, I, I just started because of, of uh, the pandemic. I started uh, shooting motivational videos that were really quotes that that helped me through the day. That I, because of maybe how I was feeling, that I really hoped would also lift even one person up for the day. So for me, it's that's what helps me navigate through the negative. Is a good quote, and if I'm too far down, it's calling Mama Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> She's always a lifesaver,
3: right? Yes. Um, you know, for me, it, it's um, about being present and honest with gratitude. And um, there's more to be grateful for than not. So I think when you shift mindsets and really focus on um, thanking the Lord, thanking yourself, your body, your friends, whatever it might be, um, for everything that you actually do have,
1: uh, it it tempers anything that could possibly go wrong. Great. Yeah. And the last letter of flaunt is T. And that stands for trust in your truth. And I really believe trusting in your truth is the thing that makes us all the happiest and the most satisfying. And I also believe that it takes a certain number of years of experience of trusting in other people and getting your heart broken to really be able to trust who you are. So the last question for each of you is, who are you? What is your truth exclusive of your labels and your roles and your scripts and your relationships to others? Who are you at your most pure naked essence?
3: Oh, I like that one. That's a cool question. (laughs) You know, I think at my pure naked essence, I am a good soul. Uh, I am a woman here willing to help anybody that needs it Um, and I've got a big heart that really stems from just understanding and valuing humanity and wanting to be that
2: that that light for anybody that needs it beautiful beautiful so that's a really deep question thank you for asking that because wow I I, I'm I'm gonna pin this up on my board (laughs) my answer because I've never had to really Sort of think about who am I to my core? And so without having taken one of those name tests on Facebook <laughs> or the enneagrams, um, so I would say I'm a loyal daughter and friend with an extremely good heart, who is all too trusting sometimes, too, sometimes to my detriment, um, who will cry at the drop of a dime. I have a soft heart. They called me Stormy for a reason back in the day <laughs> when
1: I was a kid. Thank you, ladies, not only for sharing your beautiful, generous, soft hearts with me and with all of our listeners today, but also for bravely creating an organization where women could come together and they could share themselves and they could become supported and educated and Just find that community. Listeners, I hope to see you on the Second Act Woman Facebook page because I I hang out there and I'd love to see you there as well. Um, If you have any questions, please reach out to either of these lovely ladies or to me and I will connect you with them. Have an amazing week. and As usual, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough.
0: Tune in next time to Flaunt! Build your dreams, live your sparkle, with radio host Laura Cheadle, every Wednesday at 7am and 7pm Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E dot com.